Okay, welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, and topics for this week is we're going to review the Dell match play that just happened, the women's amateur at the Masters, the Valero Open, some live golf stuff, and I think that's about it. Maybe a little Masters preview mixed in with all that, but still a week and a week and a half away from the official Masters start, so we just wrapped up the WCG Dell uh, match play championship in Austin, Texas. And that's it. It's never happening again. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it's over. They, uh, this was the final year of that tournament. So no more of that. Apparently they're going to have some tournament in Houston now. Who knows? More, more will follow on that, I guess, as the season goes on. But kind of in the end, what ended up happening. And oh, by the way, <laughs> behind me, if you notice all the, um, the records that I have on the wall from all the hip hop artists and rock bands I grew up with with when I was a kid. I actually had an elimination tournament where I paired all the final 16 of the WCG Dell match play with a musician on my wall for the battle of the bands, I called it. Anyways, those videos, videos are on the YouTube channel, so go ahead and check those out. And the winner was actually the in the final, it was... Uh, it was Cam Young and the Black Crows against uh, Sam Burns and Bob Marley. So Sam Burns and Bob Marley took home the title. In the first ever, I guess probably in last ever, uh, Golf BPM Battle of the Bands. But yeah, so it was an exciting tournament. A little hard to watch because just of the format and the amount of commercials. But in the end, the final four was, um, was Sam Burns, Cam Young, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory McIlroy. So both Burns and Cam Young pulled off the upsets and knocked out Scheffler and Rory. And it ended up being Burns in the final. And he just ran away with it. Or uh, Sam Burns did, that is. He, I think he was five up with six to go or, or six up with five to go, whatever. He basically caught fire with the putter. He birdied eight of his last 10 holes. So in the final, it wasn't even close. The quarterfinal or the semifinal rounds were very close, but the final was was not. So that's a wrap on the tournament and everything. I mean, a wrap on the tournament forever wrap, right? Not just <laughs> for the weekend. Okay, so the second topic is the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And this is a pretty cool little thing that they do at the Masters for the women and the amateur women. Too bad they don't just do it for the women in general, like the LPGA doesn't have an event there. But hey, at least they're doing it for the amateurs. And so what it is, I think this is the fourth year it's been going on. And it is a three-day tournament. They have rounds one and two at a course called the Champions Retreat. And then the top 30 from uh, days one and two play on Saturday at Augusta. So Wednesday, Thursday... They give them a practice round on Friday, and then the final is Saturday. So it's always great to watch it on television because, I mean, it's the Masters. It's just so wonderful to see that course and to see the ladies get a chance to play it as well. It would be nice, like I said, if they did it for the whole LPGA. But, hey, 
At least they're doing it for something. And uh, today was the, uh, the the round one because it's Wednesday. And Rose Zhang, who goes to Stanford, I believe, shot six under, so she's in the lead. And then last year's champion, Anna Davis, who won it when she was 16. Now she's 17. Uh, she didn't shoot so good. She was four over today. So she's got some work to do to make the finals. And so Saturday will be the finals. We're excited to see that and see the course. And and it's exciting to see amateur players who are like in college or some of them are still in high school and their ability to, you know, break par at Augusta. Pretty awesome. So that leads us into this week with the PGA Tour, which is the Valero Open. And this is it. This is the final chance for anybody that might be on the fence to get into the Masters. If you win it, you're in. And then uh, the top 50 go in. So if you're on the cusp, maybe uh, top 50 in the world ranking, you can get in. So like Ricky Fowler right now is 59 in the world. So I don't know if he'd have to win it or maybe if he's in the top five, he'll advance up the rankings enough to get into the top 50 and that'll put him in the Masters. So whoever's out there this week, you know what they're playing for. And (laughs) chance to get to Augusta the following week. I'll do a probably a couple shows next week as far as the Masters go. And um, and then the final topic of the day is this uh, is live. And well, there's actually two topics. We'll talk about live real quick. So they are actually playing this weekend in Orlando, the big O, the Sacramento of the East, as I call it. Um, yeah, so they're out in Orlando. And I don't know, it's their regular field, right? But I was on their website just checking it out. And it was something that I thought the PGA could maybe do a little bit more of. And that is these these like ticket pricing options. So like a grounds pass is 40 bucks a day, $39. By the way, these are the prices on the first day of the tournament. So, you know, these are all probably higher on Saturday and Sunday. Um, ground pass is 39 bucks. Then they have, but what I'd like about it, and I wish I would like to see more of the PGA and and Riviera had this a little bit when I was there, is you could actually buy a ticket into a tent. Because most of the time you go to a tournament, all the tents are corporate sponsors. And so if you don't know somebody who's in the corporation, then you're not getting in the tent. And, you know, you get around the 18th hole and you got a crappy viewing area because all the tents are built there. And then you look in the tents and there's no one in the tents. Half the tents are empty by the end of the day on Sunday. So it'd be nice if you could buy into those spots. Liv does this. The Birdie Shack, 169. The Gallery Club is 240. And then Club 54, which is their 18th hole viewing area. Um, Club 54 is 225, or excuse me, $525, $525. And the other interesting thing that I saw on their site is you can pay $7,500 and you get a spot in the Pro-Am and the Pro-Am, they say it guarantees you playing with one of the players uh, for nine holes and then the second nine, a a separate, another player. So I wonder if the big dogs are out there like, well, the big names, we'll say, like Bryson and Brooks and uh, Dustin Johnson. I mean, it's probably in their contracts, so they probably have to. All right, final topic of the day is uh, just a brief one on the Masters for next week. And here are the live golfers that get to play in the Masters next week. Uh, Sergio Garcia, 
Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, Charles Schwartzel, Bubba Watson. Um, those are all past champions. Other people that have qualified through like winning the U.S. Open and stuff like that. Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepcha, Cam Smith, uh, Mito Piera. Who was this? Joaquin Neiman, Taylor Gooch, Abraham Anser, Jason Korkak, Korak, Korak, um, Kevin Na, and Louis Oosthuizen, Thomas Peters, Harold Varner III. That's your live golfers who will be in the Masters next week. And because they previously qualified, the Masters doesn't seem to care about what the PGA thinks and they want the best fields. And quite honestly, they should be doing that because these guys qualified legitimately or they're past champions. Bygones be bygones, right? Anyways, looking forward to the women's tournament this weekend, seeing if anybody qualifies through this Valero Open. And we'll chat with you next week, Masters Week next week. Heck yeah, pump for the Masters. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf BPM.